Hello everyone, welcome back to Ortho Radio. I'm sorry it's been a while since we put out a new episode, but we're back with new topics and discussions. We're really excited to bring you new information. The reason for the big hiatus has been I've been out interviewing for fellowships, applying to an orthopedic sports fellowship right now, and I've just completed the whole process of doing all the interviews and all the traveling that comes along with that. So now that I have some more time back, I'm starting to get back to recording more episodes. Really excited to bring some new content out. So for those that don't know, there's a whole process that occurs in the medical education field to find out where you're going for your training. In order to do that, we all get involved in a process that's called the match. And the match is actually exactly what I want to talk about today why it was created, how it was created, and how the whole process works. And why do we use this process of the match in the medical field? The purpose of the match is to get placed into your residency and fellowship positions so you can continue your training after medical school. While there's some similarities to applying to a job, there are some differences as well. Why do we even do this at all, some people ask. And why not just have these positions be like a normal job? Well, in fact, throughout the early 1900s, that's actually exactly what happened. You would apply to these positions, they would send you a job offering, you'd be able to accept it. And for a relatively long period of time, this was all fine uh, until the medical field kept expanding and there were an increasingly large number of physicians that were looking for these positions. And as the number increased, these positions became more and more competitive. It got to the point where there were applications being sent in and interviews occurring shortly thereafter and the job offer being within hours of performing the interview and you'd have to accept this job offer otherwise they would go off the table and you'd be left without a position and the hospitals were eager to try to fill up these spots very very quickly so there was a lot of fierce competition to get these positions in fact there were positions that were not being filled because You never knew what your opportunities were going to be, and places were uh, offering them out early but not hearing back. Eventually, it came to the idea that uh, maybe performing a centralized way of performing the job application cycle might be useful. Uh, So this really began after uh, World War II, given the intense competition. This was first brought about by Dr. Francis Joseph Mullen at the University of Chicago, and he had suggested some sort of clearinghouse-type method to perform the process of getting medical students into these residency positions. There was some decent ideas about how to actually perform this process, uh, but they were all filled with a lot of different holes, and it was not an ideal system. It was at least centralizing the idea, but it still wasn't a perfect plan. In the early 1950s, Dr. William Hardy Hendren III, uh, at the time a medical student at Harvard, uh, had begun to point out flaws in the system, and the folks at Harvard started to develop a new type of way to perform the match. Eventually, this led to the first general type of match that was performed in 1952. 
overall was considered relatively successful. After this, there was the perfection of this match algorithm that was developed by two different economists uh, working on game theory. Their names were Dale Gale and Lloyd Shapley. The algorithm for this is unsurprisingly called the Gale-Shapley algorithm. This has become a really prominent way uh, for other programs to be run that have a similar scenario to this. So again, the need for the algorithm is that you're having so many people every year all applying at the exact same time to a wide variety of positions. And the other thing is, too, they all need a place to go. They can't stay in medical school. They have to go forward and do a residency. So it's very competitive and they need to get a spot. And it's a good way to be able to actually have a way for people to not just have to fall into the first position that they're offered and, in fact, be able to learn about multiple programs and actually do these interviews because you're going to have to go there for a long period of time. In general, the program really favors applicants and puts you into a a program based on how you rank them, meaning that the algorithm will try to get you into your number one spot. However, at this point, that's when the program's ranking really starts to come into play, meaning that if you rank the program number one and they ranked you number one, great, everyone's happy, you get that position, there's no issue. However, if you rank that program number one and on their list, you're their number six person and they take five people, then it becomes more complicated because if all the people that had applied to that program, meaning their numbers one through five, were interested in that program and ranked them very highly, then those positions would be filled. However, if not all those people had ranked that program particularly highly and they had other programs that were higher on their list that they ended up getting matched to, then you would fall into that position at that program that was your number one choice. And if you couldn't fill in any of these positions, then they'll move on to your number two choice and so on and so forth. So uh, the economists that I discussed earlier that actually created this program actually end up winning the uh, 2012 Nobel Prize in Economic Science for this algorithm. So it's pretty remarkable what they ended up doing with this. So in general, the process for doing this is that you're going through all the typical stuff you do as a medical student and getting into your fourth year, and then you submit your application to many, many programs. I remember when I applied into orthopedic surgery, uh, it was not uncommon to apply to 90 or 100 or even more programs at that time. I'm sure that that number probably has even continued to rise as the programs are more and more competitive as time goes on. At that point, you hear back from the programs and you get scheduled for interviews. And these interviews happen over a course of uh, you know, a few months' time span, uh, you know, sometimes a couple a week or maybe one a week. And they just continue on until you've actually gone and seen all these programs. And I think what's interesting, what's different than a normal job, uh, is that you don't really get any offers from any of the programs. Again, you go through and you do all the interviews with everyone so that you can eventually make this rank list at the very end of it and then run this algorithm to see where you actually end up going. So you go on the interview, and then afterward, there's no other correspondence. It's just silence from there forward. So uh, it's a bit stressful, and it's uh, a bit unsettling to try to feel where you think what place liked you and where did you like. So it's a, a very interesting scenario. The interview itself, you know, is really the most important part of this whole process. So, 
you know, everyone comes in and has these great letter recommendations, test scores, publications. They may have even rotated at your institution. And all that stuff gets your foot in the door. The interview is what can get you from being an applicant that you're interested in to really being an applicant that you really want to have. So I think in any interview that you're doing, whether it's for a job or whether it's for applying to residency or what have you, it's really important to get an idea about what kind of things you want to say and generally what you bring to the table. Who are you? What defines your personality? What has brought you to the point that you are today? What are your goals? You know, these are just things that are great to think about as kind of shaping what kind of conversations you're going to have with these folks when you're doing your interviews. Now, I think it's really important when you're doing this, you need to think about what defines you. But at the same time, you can't come up with canned answers and trying to think that, oh, I have to go and say this and that and X, Y, or Z. Because I think if you do those things, you're just going to end up coming across as not sincere. And that is going to really just ruin the interviews. So you want to know who you are and know about yourself and know what you want, but also be true to yourself and not just trying to have some sort of canned answer. Once you kind of go through this whole interview aspects, you know, they'll ask you, tell me about yourself a thousand times and, the, you know, some of the other classic interview questions that you hear. And then you'll actually create your list and they'll create their list of their rankings. So once you get through this and you wait and wait and wait, and then at some point in mid-March, you actually have the match happen. And the way that this works is that the Monday of that week, you hear whether or not you did match. Now, you don't know where. You just find out whether or not you actually were successful in the match system and a program ranked you. If you did, then you'll wait until Friday and you'll find out where you matched. If you didn't match, then you go through what's called the SOAP process or the Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program. And essentially what this is is they try to work with you in that week and try to fill in positions that didn't fill through the standard matching process. So they still try to get you in and get you matched, but it's more work, it's a lot of stress, and it is a, a whole another added element to this whole process. So... Friday comes finally, and that's when all the real excitement happens. Traditionally, at noon, everyone gets their letter, finding out where they go, and they all open it at the same time, and everyone finds out about where they're going to match. In fact, this past weekend was the announcement of the residency matches, so all the medical students are thrilled and happy to be finally knowing where they're going to go after this whole process. And Congratulations to any of those medical students that have recently matched. As far as for fellowship, it's essentially the same process. It's just a little bit later of a match day. At the end of the day, I do think that the match process is a, a really good way to determine that where you're going to go to further your education, even though it seems different than what most people are used to when it comes to applying for a job. I think that this really helps take the whole process of having people try to scramble and run and try to you know, just find a program that they want to go to and try to get an acceptance letter from them quickly versus doing this in kind of the standard way. 
is is really challenging and i think that the match uh provides a nice level playing field to allow everyone to be able to see the different programs and find out what it is that they want and what it is the programs are looking for as well i think it's really important in whether it's fellowship or whether it's residency to know what you want to do and know what you're looking for in a residency or fellowship so that you're applying to programs that are appropriate for what you want to do in your future career you know i i, I tell people all the time if if you're applying in orthopedic surgery and you're not interested in doing academic medicine or doing a large amount of research, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to apply to programs that are very high in academics and that are very research-oriented and research-focused. probably should apply to a program where you think that you're going to get the other experiences and opportunities that you want so you can set up your career path in the future. I think this is probably more applicable in fellowship where the playing field's a little bit more level. I think residency, the reality is, is that most people, they're just trying to get in somewhere and wherever they can get in, they'll make do. So, but it is an interesting process. This past year, the uh, National Residency Matching Program had published their uh, data and showed that there were 42,952 applicants uh, for 40,375 positions. So there's more applicants than there are actual positions. And they ended up matching 81.1% of applicants and filled up 93% of the available positions. So it's a pretty successful program overall for them really filling in these programs and being able to get everyone into the residencies that they want to get to. Overall, it's a big process. I hope that answers some of the questions that you have about the match and about how the whole process works and why they started doing this process the way that they did in the medical field and why they continue to do so today. It's been very, very successful, and it's been a good way to level out the playing field to allow people to see what the programs really have to offer before you make a rush decision and just take the first opportunity that you're seeing in front of you. So thank you all for listening today. Now that my own personal interviewing is done, I plan to get out and put more content out in the near future. So I hope you enjoy the episode today, and I hope to see you back next time on Ortho Radio. Finally, if you want to read about more material uh, regarding the match, there's one of the articles that I had looked at providing some of the background here. This is by Ben Stanley. Uh, it was the wild true story of the first match day and its hero a Maverick ex-carrier pilot from New Orleans, uh, published on March 19th, 2021 on online MedEd. You can also look at some of the publications by Dr. Brian Carmody and his uh, Sheriff of Sodium Twitter account uh, and other content that he puts out. I've seen him put out various things uh, regarding the match day process if you're interested in learning more about this, as well as looking at just uh, general resources online, specifically if you want to know more about the uh, Gail Shapley uh, algorithm and how the matching process really works.